Welcome to another episode of Iowa Innovation, the podcast where we talk to business owners, entrepreneurs, innovators, educators, everybody who's coming up with clever new ways of doing things. I'm here with Anthony Betters. This is Rob Merritt. Anthony, how are you today? I am doing well today. It is, uh, what, not a super dreary day, but it's a comfortable fall weather day today. How are you feeling today, Rob? I am missing summer, and that's all I'm going to say about the weather out there right now. That's just that's the snow is coming, brother. Don't don't tell me that. Don't tell me <laughs> you're from Texas. You of I all know. people should be mad about this. I know, but I'm actually not. So my family, I ask them all the time, do you like Iowa? And they say yes. And I'm always surprised about myself. But in Texas, it's always hot or hot. But when it's cold, the whole place shuts down. And so here we have all the seasons. And so I love when it's hot outside, but once it gets colder. But when it gets too colder, then I rethink why I moved here to Iowa. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's cute that you say we have all the seasons, because the truth is we have summer, 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 and then we have one week of fall, and then it's winter. <laughs> That's just how it works every year. Every year. Am I wrong? You're forgetting the fifth season, Rob? That's right. Oh, there is the fifth season. Mm-hmm. I am forgetting mm-hmm. the fifth season. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tone's just sitting here like, what? <laughs> uh, this seems like a perfect time to mention who we are joined by today. Uh, we have Tone with us, and we have uh, we have Caitlin Byers. Uh, first of all, we'll, we'll, we'll start with Tone, uh, because Anthony and I, we both know Tone. We've both seen him around and the reason is because tone's one of the biggest multitaskers i've ever seen <laughs> this dude is everywhere Mover he's doing so much uh dude pops up at events he's like he's launching shows he's uh, he's just don't, doing all kinds of stuff and it's really exciting to see what you're doing uh just last week i was listening to a podcast that you were hosting uh with a friend of mine amal mm-hmm. uh so it's like i see you everywhere yeah and i i mean my hat's off to you man you. but i think for the people who are listening to this uh kind of give us a, a, an overview of i mean your, your company is t1 entertainment and Correct. And you are putting together the Iowa Music Awards. But if you were to explain to people, like, in a nutshell, what it is that you do, can you just kind of explain, like, your overall goal as an yeah. entrepreneur? Uh. And explain why T1 Entertainment. Like, why that name is <laughs> See, I figured it's like an old school internet reference, you know, like in the days, the, the, the old days when you had to get yeah. on a T1 line to surf. That's what I figured it was. I, I've I'll, never heard of that. But. I'll start with what I do first, and then uh, I'll explain the pun of T1. <laughs> it's a pun? What? <laughs> and I, I love puns. How yeah. did I not catch that? Yeah. All right, well, go, go ahead. So um, I... I go by Tone the Boss. That is my stage name. Uh, I am a artist, CEO, uh, co-founder of a nonprofit organization, founder of the Iowa Music Awards, uh, Iowa Summer Jam. I manage artists. I do artist development. I do podcast hosting. Uh, I just finished my classes for my real estate license. Uh, <laughs> I've done music that's been played for the NBA, the NFL, um, got multiple millions of streams on my music. And, um, if it's just one word to describe me, I would say I'm an entertainer. However, I can entertain you. That's what I do. And you do find time to sleep in there, right? No. <laughs> no, sleep finds me. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you want it to or not, one day it's just like, oh, there you are. Yeah. Yes. But, but what I am curious about, like whenever you talk about, and of course you can definitely talk about the pun here in a little bit, uh-huh. but here we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship. Um, and I am curious, 
Well, should we we should introduce Kaylin Byers first? Oh, I absolutely think yeah, we should introduce yeah, yeah, Kaylin yeah. Byers. Kaylin has sure. been a guest on the podcast before. <laughs> Kaylin is going to dive yeah. into a whole other story. <laughs> we can do that I mean, later. I was like, hold on, one second. Yeah, well, no, Kaylin's Kaitlin is, is a longtime friend of the podcast. You were on back in I think season one or two, mm-hmm. uh, talking with one of our previous Kiva buyers, and the reason for that is because you are the capital access manager yes. for Kiva Iowa. Yeah, uh, and originally you were an entrepreneur yourself, and for then sure. you kind of found your way into Nuoco, and then from there you did the Kiva program. Um, but let's just kind of, I mean, as far as Kiva goes, uh, can you kind of give an overview of what Kiva is, and, and well, specifically Kiva, Iowa, what Kiva, Iowa is and what it does? Yeah, for sure. And uh, going back to longtime friend, longtime friend of Rob. This is uh, true. New friend, newer friend of Anthony, and longtime yes. friend of uh, Tone, because we actually went to middle and high school together. There's a lot of history time, at this so table right now. We got it. We should just continue this weekly. Um, yeah, so Kiva uh, is a program that is a global nonprofit organization. They serve a global audience, but we are part of their U.S. partnership. Um, when I say we, I mean the organization Nuboco that uh, puts on this podcast. So we uh, essentially are working with entrepreneurs all over the state of Iowa. That's our geographic reach. And we onboard them into this um, loan program that offers up to $15,000 of zero interest loans for small businesses. Um, any businesses that, you know, businesses that are in Iowa and actually into the Quad Cities qualify. Um, and it's a crowd funding um, source. So it's the platform is actually, you know, you can get on there and you can look at all the different businesses that are that are uh, funding their loans and you can contribute as a lender or a community member across the globe locally uh, to support these entrepreneurs. So these increments of $25, you know, if you want to start with 25, you want to give 100, um, the pooling of all of those funds is what funds the loans. So then the entrepreneur is off and running, zero interest or repaying over zero one, two, interest. or three years. Yes, zero oh, wow. interest. I know. Wow. That is something that we hear yeah. a lot. I, I get the opportunity to talk with Kiva borrowers every, uh, every month right. for yeah. A feature that we mm-hmm. do for the Gazette. And that is something that I hear over and over from them, which is it's really hard to get a loan, first of all. Just in general, it's hard to get a loan. But second, if you do, the interest rates are brutal. And so the fact that Kiva Iowa has no interest rates at all, like if you mm-hmm. borrow 5000 you pay back 5000 you don't pay back an inflated amount, <laughs> right. that that's huge. Yeah. And that is Unheard literally of. make or break for somebody who is just starting a business and doesn't have much money to spare. Um, which you kind of know from firsthand experience because yeah. long before you were with Kiva, you actually were an entrepreneur mm-hmm. yourself. Can you kind of talk about that experience and uh, and kind of the obstacles you ran into? You bet, you bet. So um, I ran a startup uh, with a co-founder, Shout out to Talis if you're listening in Des Moines. Um, she's an entrepreneur and off doing her thing, uh, running dance studios and doing incredible work. So we, uh, you know, ran that business for about five years. Funding was tough. Um, it's a totally new world. You're trying to navigate. Gosh, what's the next step? What are our needs? We don't want to get ourselves into some crazy debt. Um, we actually took advantage of the POCR, which is a state. It's through like the IEDA. Um, Iowa Economic Development Authority, POCR is proof of commercial relevance. That kind of helped us um, move to the next phase. But outside of that, it was like, all right, we can we can take out uh, bank loans or we can, you know, get some credit card debt or we can (laughs) what are some other, you know, there's a lot of like crazy, crazy options that exist with these exuberant rates that um, are kind of unthinkable. But for many people, that is the only option. Um, and so we were really running into the, the issue that we were very early stage. So going to a bank 
it was nearly impossible to take out any sort of a loan because we didn't have <laughs> the proof, right? right? That that this was a viable business and that we were bringing in X amount of revenue. And so we just kind of kept self-funding and ultimately that's, well, 2020 kind of tanked the business. And then also just that was our biggest challenge. Um, and then, you know, there's a huge emphasis with this program, Kiva Iowa. It's serving um, those businesses that are more underrepresented or underfinanced. And so that includes women-owned, minority-owned, low to moderate income-owned entrepreneurs. Um, you know, there were definitely some obstacles we sp- we faced, speaking from women-owned. Growing up in Iowa, you know, I don't know if I knew a female entrepreneur, a woman-owned mm-hmm. business, uh, just never had a model. And culturally, you know, we are women we love we love when they're caring for people when they're not taking on the spotlight when they're not being too proud or arrogant uh and then you're in this entrepreneurial world where you're at a pitch competition all of a sudden you have to be in the spotlight and you've got to sell your business and you have to be proud and you've got to be confident and the uh row of judges is all that none of them look like you and so uh it's very intimidating and i think it was a definite challenge for us to remain likable and also come off confident and and really like we believe in this product. Not to mention we were an industry that a lot of men aren't tapping into, which is uh, the wedding gifting <laughs> space. Uh, so it was like, what? You're wedding planners? And we're like, no, we're not wedding planners. I mean, so there were just these consistent challenges that we had to like smile through and be like, no, thank you for asking for the fifth time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, those things definitely occurred and it was a challenge and it was sort of defeating at times. So on top of this layer of like, how do we get money? Then we're just also trying to overcome this what's been baked into us as women our our entire existence. So that's my own personal experience. I'm sure there's others, you know, and many of the businesses I'm working with have their own level of resilience they've had to pull together in order to move forward. You know, yeah. Anthony, we're going to have to take a mental note to ask Danielle about this. Uh, in a few episodes, you know, uh, later in the season, we're going to have Danielle from Van Meter come on to talk about... Uh, and Van Meter is actually a presenting sponsor for this podcast, right. and they're huge supporters of us. But uh, I am sure that Danielle's story uh, uh, with with Van Meter would probably reflect a lot of what you're talking about. Yeah. And so it would be great to ask her about that, because Van Meter obviously has been very successful. Right. Um, Big thanks to them. Big thanks also to our media sponsor, Upload, Upload Media Group, which is why you are seeing us on this particular episode instead of just hearing us. Um, we're very, very lucky to have two very successful startups that are that are on our team. Um, I guess I'm, I'm curious, Tone, uh, what has your... Ex- I mean, you've had some big successes. You know, the Iowa Music Awards, you just had the second annual one mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, right? And yep. that, nothing but raves coming out after that. Like, everybody is, was really, really excited with how that went. And you've also, you've got your own podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, what, as you're, what are the challenges that you're running into, especially as you're trying to go to the next level? Yeah, so um, a lot of things that I do, I try to introduce things to Iowa that aren't necessarily new to the rest of the world. Uh, you know, a music award show is, is <laughs> you know, not a new concept, um, but doing it for Iowa. Um, and it's not that we have a lot of people that are closed mind, but they haven't seen it before. So telling them how grand something's going to be, um, it's better to show them than to constantly tell them this is going to be so great. This is going to be so great. Um, so, you know, I really built my business, T1 Entertainment, around just um, – making a reputation, networking, 
and showing people just good faith that, hey, I put on these really big productions. Um, it was a it was really a 10 year plan, but five years into it, we had to start T1 in order to get to the point of in five years, we can do the music awards. We couldn't just come out the gate with no reputation, no network and just try this. So um, we spent five years going city to city. Um, doing small showcases, shaking as many hands as possible, uh, meeting all the entertainers, uh, intertwining with all different genres, um, and just really building this kind of artist ecosystem. And uh, my goal is to make basically an Iowa music industry. Um, I have been doing music for 20 years now, and for a long time it just felt like in order to make it from Iowa, you have to leave Iowa. Well, I was my home. Uh, you know, I have two daughters and uh, I, I, I want to raise them here. Um, I don't want to have to move to Atlanta, Chicago, New York. And, and I've, I've lived those different places and traveled. And um, <laughs> I hate to insult anybody, but Iowa just has like a quality of people. Um, Iowa nice is a real thing. Like we really have each other's backs and, and look out for one another. Um, so it's important for me to build what I'd like to see or things that I travel to go do, it's important for me to create those opportunities here, uh, not just for uh, myself and my team, but for future generations to come uh, just so they can accomplish their goals. They can know the right people to help them further their careers without having to travel, take risks, fail, learn from my failures. I don't need you to go and fall on your face and I could have stopped you and told you that was what was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, we, we're just kind of creating something where we're, we're setting a bar and we're also helping one another and utilizing all of our resources to get to where everyone wants to be. Yeah. And what I think the listeners really want to know, um, especially, Caitlin, when you talk about your journey through entrepreneurship and where it landed you now, I'm curious to where your journey led you to want to be a full time entrepreneur. So could you let the, uh, the audience know about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually, uh, it's funny. So started out as just an artist and realized that I had to do everything but just be an artist. Um, you know, I had to learn web design, I had to learn booking, I had to learn budgets. And uh, literally just to uh, further our music career, I went to school uh, for digital media production at the Art Institute of Chicago. And then I got an associate's degree in computer science. And that all stemmed from when we are artists, we need to make websites and learn mm. how to code MySpace and social media. Oh, so it, it was all It was all fueled by my passion of music. And I stumbled into a, a career in, uh, in uh, web design and so forth. I uh, worked at GoDaddy for uh, 10 years and uh, was like number two in the company for a long time. And... Uh, you know, that stuff was great. It, it, it was a career, but it wasn't my passion. So um, I made the decision to walk away from GoDaddy and just do music full time. Scariest decision in my life. Um, but I knew it was the right thing to do. You know, that is something that a lot of entrepreneurs face. And that's a, that is a really tough moment. Uh, you faced it, Caitlin. I'm sure you've seen a lot of people that work with Kiva face it, which is that moment where you're like, I am in a safe, secure career that pays my bills but it's not what I want to be doing. This thing that I want to be doing requires me to quit that safe job and potentially go bankrupt real quick if <laughs> yeah. my plan doesn't work well, out. Yeah. That's a really scary thing yeah. to do, and it's it's tough to make that leap. How did you make that leap? 
I mean, you just have a bet on yourself. You really do. Um, it, it, it comes a point where the job feels like it. I mean, it doesn't just feel like it, it becomes your life. You know, um, I, I went through a divorce and then being a single parent and all it really came down to is that the time wasn't given, you know, the, the time to focus on my family, the time to just be happy, the time to chase my dreams. It was just so repetitive. And, you know, the financial security is great, but it's not rewarding. It didn't feel like I was advancing in life and that this was going to be the pattern for the rest of my life. And there was going to be so many regrets of the things that I could have done. I still have regrets now that I, mm -hmm. I took so long to go and bet on myself, but it has to make sense. You know, a lot of people, when they join my company, T1, they're like ready to quit their job day one. No, I just want to do this. And I'm like, hold on. Even even now, I have like several sources of income. I don't just do the T1 stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I just had a, a sit down the other day with um, with somebody interested in just getting into entertainment. And I was like, you know, first, you know, create something where you're generating an income, probably not as much as what you make from your nine to five. Uh, but make sure it's stable, it's consistent, and build a reputation, build a client base. Once you're able to replace that income, still necessarily isn't the time to to quit your job, but it's the time to invest. You know, make sure you have um, all the equipment you need, and you're starting to build a, a network and a staff um, and a team. You know, a, a support system. You know, once you're making more than what you were doing uh, in your nine to five, that's when it's safe to bet on yourself. You don't always need to have it have to be safe. Like sometimes you just have to go for it. But, um, you know, if if it's my suggestion, it's, you know, use the nine to five to fund the the startup business. Yeah. So being an entrepreneur, what a lot of people don't know about being an entrepreneur, like they'll look at you and be like, oh, man, like you're super successful. Oh, hey, your business is super successful. You had to grind super hard to make that job super successful. And like, whenever you talk about just like Cedar Rapids as a whole, a lot of people don't know where even Iowa is on the map. But I was looking at the newspaper what, either today or yesterday, and we have entrepreneur um, Steve Striver. You know, like he started making uh, his lip balm in his house, and now his mm -hmm. company is worth $20 million. Mm -hmm. And so that is a, a, a big grind that you have to take that leap of faith yeah. and say, hey, I want to be able to go off and do that. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to wake up every day and grind towards that. And so with Kaylin, I'm curious. So with all the Kiva borrowers that you've had, like what are some key stories, some key takeaways that you can let the, the listeners know about, uh, about Kiva and the entrepreneurs? Yeah, kind of to... Um keep going in the same uh, direction that you were just talking about that there are a lot of people who are like I'm doing this tomorrow I'm quitting you know and I'm like no 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 back yeah. up wait, wait, yeah. stop right there, stop right yeah. there. <laughs> tell me about your Calculated revenue model risk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah well do you have a business model you know so yeah. I think it is really important to not get too far ahead of yourself yeah. uh, because you do you need to create that stability I really mm -hmm. always encourage we need to make sure that you know what the next six months is going to look exactly. like and you need to have enough runway because you have a family, you have you have all these other obligations mm -hmm. and we don't want to get you into a situation where you're not going to be able to fulfill that or take care of your family um, financially. So we really want to make sure it, you're setting people up for success, for that longer term success, because if you start out too eager, uh, it's just not going to play well, right? Yeah, you really exactly. have to test the bounds and also recognize that you are not the master of everything. You cannot mm -hmm. be, there's never a situation where you're going to be the expert in every scenario. Mm -hmm. You knew your what skills you needed and you went after that and you developed those skills for yeah. your industry, right? Yeah. 
So, um, but then there's still other parts of the business, right? So what else do we need to consider and who do we need to bring in yeah. to, you know, not just all your best friends because no. they're probably just like you, exactly. right? And they're going to be like, you're doing good, keep going. And you need the people who are kind of giving you all different perspectives so mm -hmm. that you can stay, you know, create this baseline and you're just, uh, you're not jumping too too quickly. Yeah. So I think that that happens pretty often. Like I, I love the enthusiasm. I love that passion, but I also want to pair it with like, let's, let's be smart about this decision so that you can have that longer term success so that Absolutely. you will be around in five, 10, 15 years. Um, so, you know, just as a quick, it seems I am just thankful because I, um, engage in music here and there and knowing uh, that you don't have to go somewhere outside of Iowa. Like my home is here too. And yeah. I want the younger people's homes to be here. And we have a lot of musical talent, as we you do. guys know, um, in mm. this area. And many of them leave because they have to, mm. or they felt like they have to. Right. We now had, they uh, don't. <laughs> we had Elizabeth Von Presley on the show a few seasons ago. And she talked about that. She talked about how, you know, Everybody was telling her, well, if you want to have a successful career, you need to get out of Iowa. And mm -hmm. she doesn't want to. She doesn't right. want to leave here. This is her home. And she's yeah. actually built a pretty good following. Mm -hmm. And she's like touring around the country now, but this is still her home base. And yeah. it's exciting to see that people are able to make that happen. Um, I'm So Tony, I can't, I know that, that I've talked to you about Kiva and Anthony's talked to you about Kiva and, and, and Caitlin has, but I don't know who actually approached you about it first. Like, where did you first hear about Kiva as a, a potential option to look into for T1? Yeah. So actually, um, at GoDaddy, um, I believe we partnered with Kiva a few years back and uh, we all were given a certain amount to donate. That was actually something else that, that kind of fueled uh, my ambition to go out on my own is, um, you know, it was thousand plus employees and I'm number two in the company. And it's not because I'm a salesman. It's because I believe in people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every call, I'm just really encouraging these people to, to go all in for their business. And here's the steps, how to be successful. And here's a roadmap and a plan. And I wasn't following it myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I talked to 50 people a day and tell them to chase their dreams. And I was <laughs> not. And so, uh, but yeah, um, we, uh, they had a program back at GoDaddy where we all got funded a certain amount and we matched it and donated to different causes. And I thought that was amazing. Um, and then I believe it was last year we did 1 million cups, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that got me re-familiar with the process. Um, and this is just me being all over the place, but I'm um, everything that I've done has been pretty much organic or self-funded. Like we just, we, we put on these smaller shows to fund the bigger shows or I'll take on other gigs so I can, you know, fund the, the, the bigger event or, or to take other chances and so forth. So, um, you know, it, it, a lot of these shows are a gamble. You never know what you're going to get. Um, so this Kiva is so nice because it's a, it's a interest free loan. I've definitely applied for, Many loans been denied. I've applied for grants. I've got some of the coolest looking sponsorship packages. But if you're not getting those to the right people and you don't know the right person, you get denied. It becomes discouraging. And I love that Kiva is just available for us to tell our story, tell why. And, you know, we were able to reach somebody, a human being in person and kind of explain what we're doing and why. And, and there's a system to help. All right. And Caitlin, I had asked a little bit earlier. I don't think you touched on it quite yet. I probably uh, got interrupted. No, it's I'm all right. But what was what's a good story, uh, like a good Kiva story that you have in mind? Man, we have a ton. We have a new one every day. Uh, there's been about 70, just to throw some stats. Um, and we've had over... 
you know, actually close to $400,000 now in wow. funding that has come through in loans for these businesses. So we've got a lot and, and they're across every industry. You know, I really personally love these creative ventures. Um, we've got actually another uh, our very first borrower that I don't know if she's done a story in her magazine. She actually has a magazine amidst magazine and it, um, and it's actually an online, uh, community as well, but essentially it's a beautiful, uh, publication where it's featuring Midwest based artists mm -hmm. and creatives. And so you should definitely get in a future definitely. magazine cause it's beautiful. The photography, I'm, is. everything is just gorgeous. So that was a, in her effort to promote the amazing talent that we have here and make it look top notch and then travel the world and show people nice this is what we're doing here we are legit you know um so I, she's gotten a lot of well she's the first bar she was the very first one mm -hmm, yeah, yeah yeah so um you know anywhere from these creative communities to we've got a lot of restaurants um i actually have to shout it out to the waterloo cedar falls waterloo community because we've had over 12 Wow. Uh, borrowers in that area alone, as I mentioned, this is statewide. So um, we have a partner over there, 24-7 Black. Um, Rashonda Young has been amazing at just sending uh, incredible businesses coming out of that program to apply for Kiva as kind of this next step on that capital access ladder, right? Like they're pretty early stage or they're kind of in this growth stage. Um, so that has made a really unique partnership. So they have I mean, we have like a daiquiri bar we're working with right now, mm. a barbershop, a couple mobile like food um, operations, a, a mobile pet grooming operation. Boba I tea. mean, that one mm -hmm. is out of yeah, Quad Cities. She has come super far. I mean, has now two locations. <sighs> we're gonna um, interview a uh, Hannah Ness out of Denver, Iowa. Uh, we'll be on KCRG's. Uh, is it the morning sh every day, every day Iowa? Iowa? Yeah. Okay. I keep wanting to say the morning show because I'm watching that show uh, <laughs> every day, Iowa. Uh, we're going to interview her next week, but she has really grown. Like their main street had zero businesses. She came into the scene. Now there are six additional businesses on their main street only a year and a half later. That's a huge success story. So just we're now at this point where we're over two years in and we're realizing like a lot can happen in two years. And at first it was like, all right, where are the stories? What's happening? But $15,000 only gets you so far, but it can get you that next mile marker where then you can say, okay, what is what does this next step look like for me? Um, and people have used the loan for all different things, anywhere from equipment to we've actually had a podcasting studio that purchased some updated equipment. As we know, it changes often, technology, so you got to oh, keep yeah. upgrading. Right. And it's expensive, I'm sure. Mm. In the music, you got to have that top-notch sound, right? Yeah. So. Equipment, um, hire, making a first hire, uh, outfitting a space or even remodeling a space. Um, some people use it for like the first six months of rent in a new space. So there's a lot of different ways that people have taken advantage of the program um, to, you know, better the community. And so I feel like it's just good for all of us because it is strengthening our communities and specifically shining a light on those that are underfinanced, underrepresented, so that going forward we can have these real conversations about, hey, what are these gaps that exist? Because when it comes to a changing demographic of America and who's running businesses, we should be supporting them because they're serving communities that we're not currently funding, mm -hmm. right? There's like this whole consumer market that is growing. And unless we're investing in that, this there's, we're, there's a huge gap and we're going to miss out on this economic opportunity and just investment in these communities. So it's wild. Like if you look at VC funding, uh, now I'm gonna throw stats, but uh -oh. you can just at the at the bottom like make a star if I if I say it wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> but this will blow your mind. So 
between 2009 and 2017 of all VC funding in the U.S., only 0.0006% went to black women-owned businesses. Mm. They are currently, based on U.S. government stats uh, and data that was pulled um, within the last couple of years, the best educated and the fastest growing subset of entrepreneurs, we're not funding them. <laughs> so that's a huge problem uh, because clearly that is the future. So we need to reconsider when there's $40 billion in VC funding going out into these businesses a year. Yeah, where are they going? And 0.0006% is mm-hmm. going to the subset. And actually under 3% is like all minority-owned businesses. And that's a big old problem. So yeah. we need to consider what that looks like for everybody. And, um, you know, Kiva and many other funds that have been kind of, you know, getting, they're more presence, I guess. Uh, they're drawing attention to that and the inequities that exist. And uh, I think it's good to continue having those conversations. Otherwise, people don't know that that's, that that's even an issue, you know, so. So, Tone, as you listen to this, because I know that you've talked about applying for, for a Kiva loan, mm-hmm. how would this loan be helpful to you as you continue on your plan for, for T1? How would you apply a Kiva loan if, if, you, if you were approved for one? Yeah. So, I actually did get the application in today, right before the Congratulations. podcast. Congratulations. Awesome. <laughs> Hopefully, All by right. the time this episode comes out, we'll like, I'm hopping on here. Right. I got to get this done. Right. But, but now, after listening to this, I think I was a little uh, <laughs> a little short on myself because, again, I'm used to self-funding everything. So I didn't ask for a lot. You know, I, I just asked for, okay, maybe this can help with a deposit on something. And with the deposit on this venue for um, that I want to do the next Iowa Summer Jam, um, it helps me get that six, seven months in advance versus usually I – gather all the funding probably about three months before the show. And then I start marketing and promotion there. Um, obviously I'm missing out on a big audience because I don't have time to get to every city in Iowa. You know, I hit a lot of cities. I am usually in a different city every week leading up to our event. Um, but you know, if I had six, seven months in advance because the funds were fronted somehow or loaned, um, that would not only give, you know, the company and the event a big advantage, but it also gives more people an opportunity. It's more time for us to promote and advertise. You know, um, like I said, it's double the time. um, And then it allows us to plan the year more effectively versus, okay, if this show goes good, then I can save that and fund that show. And and now it's a starting point, you know, before it was just, you just start in the negative and you got to build. And now we get to start ahead, which is new even after five, six years in my business and what I've been doing. It's it's all us taking chance and, and doing our best and, and hoping for the best. <laughs> you know, that's actually good news. You're bringing up a couple points that we don't often discuss, but um, as you'll see, so when we have the conversation, a lot of people will say, hey, you know, here's what I'm asking for. And I'll say, that's great. I always ask them a few questions to see if there is the opportunity because I don't want people to sell themselves short, right? Yeah. Like I've had that issue too, yeah, in a different in different uh, situations. So it's important to like really have a real discussion about. All right, here's what repayment would look like if you do it one year, two year, three years. What mm-hmm. that looks like monthly for you. So let's get to a place where one you feel comfortable, you know, with that payment amount, and then two you also are able to use those funds to achieve what you're hoping to achieve, right? Mm So instead of asking for partial, we want you to actually be able to take that next big step. So I do say, 
shoot for the moon sort of thing, but also within a range that you feel comfortable repaying, right? Based on current revenue and that sort of thing. So you can also ask for as much as you want. Uh, doesn't mean you'll be approved for that whole thing. I don't have any, I have a little bit of, um, you know, I can add comments and encouragement notes in the application, but essentially the Kiva team, they have a review team um, that, that goes through the loan application. So they're the ultimate decider on the loan amount. Um, but I will say, you know, you can ask for as much as you want, <laughs> up to 15000 So so, yeah. so it is something to consider. Like, don't yeah. feel like you can't if you think that is feasible to, yeah. you know, because we want you to be able to expand and grow and not just take, like, a small step. Right? So I got some questions for you then, yeah. if that's okay, okay with that, you guys. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, By all let's means. do it. We're going to do it over the phone, or we can do it right now. All right. Um, <laughs> Everybody can know about yeah, this. Yeah, so with stuff like Kickstarter, GoFundMe, it's sometimes you either get fully funded or you get nothing and then sometimes it's like you got to get funded within yep. 30 days and you have to have enough lenders or again, you get nothing. Yes. Yep. Um, what makes Kiva different? Yeah. So a lot of people, when you say crowdfunding or community backed loan, it, it, well, loan is a key word. GoFundMe, those other things, those are donations. Right. Mm -hmm. So the model is different in that the lending community, Kiva has built that up over time since about 2005 when it when they started. They have 2 million lenders all over the globe. Those individuals are the ones contributing to the loan. So many people are not coming from your own personal community, probably 98% of the people who are contributing, you might not know. So it is more like anonymous support versus you're pushing it to your Facebook community. Nice. So that is a real huge advantage. Um, yeah. Also that marketing exposure and other things that people can read about your, read about your business or about you and they're there because they're supporting you because something stuck out. Something yeah. was resonated or maybe they're in that um you know music space um professionally or personally so uh so they so that's a bit different there's no fees on either end like no fees for the individual that's lending through you know i have a lending account i get on i read a read about a business i'm like all right fifty dollars that money there's no fees it's all the money's going directly to the entrepreneur mm -hmm. GoFundMe's they take fee um and then that money is dispersed after a fundraising period of 45 days so you have 45 days to fund the loan i would say 99.9 .9 of our borrowers have fully funded we've had a couple what? just based on yeah a yeah chance, it's almost Tone. a guarantee it's a chance. i don't want to overstep my number <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when, when you have a higher ridiculous. loan amount, um, it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. So you might expect to come near that 45 days. Mm -hmm. If you have, you know, 3,000 or whatever, um, some people truly are just starting off. They need to buy that really, that first equipment yeah. or the, the, you know, the machine to do the yeah. pr printing or whatever. Um, th in that case, you know, it funds a little bit faster. But it's a community of people that are coming together. And these are like... Lending groups and teams, yeah. too. So it could be universities. It could be, like, someone's book club in Phoenix, Arizona. It could be the U.S., you know, men's soccer team that has a corporate fund. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of different um, people that are involved in the Kiva community. So no fees. It is a loan, not a donation. It's not just your personal group. And the success rate, so GoFundMe, I don't know what it is uh, the past couple. And, and they do incredible work, and we are so uh, grateful to have those types of platforms because – when there's a natural disaster, how else are you going to fund raise to, you know, bring yeah. your community back? Right. Huge. That's huge. I would say it's, you know, sometimes not as successful for some people in the entrepreneurial space, too, because you probably already like exhausted all of your sources. Oh, You're yeah, like, oh, yeah. I've, you've had to already make so many asks that it's <laughs> yeah. not like a pertinent thing. It's not like, oh, this is happening yeah. right now. We have to. So, you know, it just it looks different for different causes, different, you know, models, I guess. But. 
Um, Kiva is very much funding that small business community. That's mm -hmm. what they're there for. They want to be these champions for businesses, and they're not looking for anything in return. These individuals supporting you, they're like, hey, you know, if you want to send us an update through the platform to let us know you're doing well, cool. But I'm here just because I want to support, and I'm not yeah. trying to make any money. So. 45 days. Um, I do want to mention the first 15 days there is uh, because there, you don't have to have a certain credit score. Uh, it, you know, there's not like a minimum. Um, you don't have to have any collateral or audited business financials. So for the Kiva process, it's sort of this like social, um, social credibility piece. So that first 15 days of the fundraising, you have 15 days to reach a certain number of people. This is a number that's indicated by Kiva. They'll give you like Based on a lot of things in your application, you know, maybe it's five, seven, ten people that you'll need to ask for $25. This is sort of a way to say, hey, are you able to get out there, tell your story, yeah. and have people contribute? You know, we've had four or five businesses who get to that point, and I, you know, don't see them. It's like they need to get five people to give $25, mm -hmm. and we never get there. There's not even one. And when I reach out, it's usually like, hey, you know, I'm just not ready, or... I don't want to talk to you about, about my business. I just want to like hang out in my house. I'm like, well, that's not great. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of a way for us to say, okay, who's real about this I'm and serious. who, who's serious? And and also, if there is a challenge because a community that you're part of and your friends aren't able to give, um, in certain cases, you know, I've had people say like, can they give in cash? That is, that's how my community comes forward and supports. And I'm like, so yeah. there are definitely some interesting scenarios. It's like, all right, we're not here to like weed people out we're mm -hmm. here just to make sure that can you call up someone who has a lending yeah. account and tell them what you're doing let's do that we'll find you that person so mm -hmm. we want people to be successful we're not using that as a a way to get get rid of businesses uh, we want everybody to be successful so 45 days the lending community is you know the kiva community and uh it's a loan not a donation so you are you know you are paying that back and the the people that support you get that money in their account and then they can support someone else or they can take the money and be on with their day. So yeah. you know, it's pretty I sweet. I know there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot still to do. There, there's obviously way more that can, that there's a long way to go if we want to improve, you know, the entrepreneur community and represent more people. But at the same time, in two years, you know, you've made it possible for almost half a million dollars in funding for entrepreneurs in the state of Iowa. And most of them are people who would have struggled to get funding in other places. That's got to be kind of a good feeling. It's a great feeling. <laughs> it's a great feeling. And like, you know, I am just this like I'm kind of this person in the middle, like, all right, let's take what Kiva has to offer and let's disperse it to all these talented people in our state and give them some visibility. Right. So, I mean, I've gotten a lot of amazing friendships and connections out of it. And I'm just so thrilled to see a lot of individuals that you know, our, our organizations that are in this entrepreneurial space, we were not serving. So that was sort of like a light bulb moment of like, hey, there is a lot of untapped talent. There are a lot of cool things happening. And we need to make sure that we are finding ways to get people, you know, that like under under representation uh, is really isolating. And that representation piece is very empowering. Right. So we, we need to empower people. We need more people uh, that look different than our current landscape of entrepreneurs in order for all these businesses to be successful. Cause as I go back to, like, I didn't have a woman owned business that I knew I didn't have a founder that I could turn to as a child and be like, tell me about that. But we do have that now and we are, have all these amazing success stories. So really finding those opportunities for engagement too across the entrepreneurial ecosystem, if you will, um, is super important in that some of, some of the biggest successes are 
really there in that space, just people that are connecting and finding resources and getting tapped in. And, you know, as you know, it takes a long time to build, especially if you're not in that world, right? Yeah. I was very fortunate that, you know, in my business, I pitched to the Iowa Startup Accelerator and they were like, no, but do you want to work with us? <laughs> and there's more to that story. But um, I, I said, yeah, can I take advantage of all the resources? And they said, uh, sure. So I was also at an advantage there where I'm like in a space where I can sit in on a session or I can get this, you know, I, I know about the resources that exist. If you don't know that and you don't know the people, you know, chances are you're not going to be successful. You have to. And and we were just talking about Iowa being like, that's what we're all about. We're yes. here for the people and yes. give it. And I'm like, good, let's do that for everyone. Right. So this this Kiva really helps bridge that gap and kind of take us in that direction, which is fantastic. I have an idea. Oh, wow. So we what two weeks ago, we had the our first Kiva yeah. uh, Global Entrepreneurship event. And so with that event, so next year, since we have a DJ now <laughs> who's yes, applying for Kiva, you can DJ the event. I got you. Oh, okay. I got okay. you. I Absolutely. Kind of that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, well, with that being <laughs> said, though, um, is that Caitlin, what I hear most from the entrepreneurs, especially the Kiva entrepreneurs, and I told you this morning at our meeting, is that we were at a, um, at a summit back in Moline and it was a lady she was selling bubble tea, uh, uh, boba tea mm -hmm. and she came over to our booth it was myself and Alex Taylor we had our Kiva Iowa spread out and she came walked over she was like who are you and where's Caitlin you know and I'm like well first off uh, my name is Anthony <laughs> <laughs> secondly Kiva, uh, Caitlin couldn't make it but she was just raving about oh, you awesome. um, and just any other Kiva bar that, that I talk to and listen to they just talk about how personal you are um, and I definitely saw that passion whenever you got onto the mic and were able to speak to those Kiva borrowers who came out yeah. that evening uh, just in celebration so I appreciate everything that you're doing and taking over the whole state of Iowa and some zip codes <laughs> in Illinois well that's, that's really big. kind I mean that's great I, I, I feel like it's so much of a personal thing right is I genuinely care about these businesses and sometimes too much. I'm like, oh, you know, like you said, your work kind of comes home with you and you're like, yeah. gosh, I just hey, keep we're trying to give you some help. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, I care. So therefore, you know, it matters. That's fueling mm -hmm. um, this initiative. But I think it's just this like human approach to things, you know, that we all can take and many people do of like, that's how we got to move forward is that we just recognize like we're all in this together and we got to lift people up when we can and, um, and recognize that I had a whole lot of privilege when I started my business mm. and I'm recognizing these situations where I'm like, I have, we can all complain to an extent, but I didn't need to complain. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it really, I was very fortunate. And still, I could not make it, right? Not couldn't make it, but it just wasn't, we just weren't moving in that direction. So, like, we really need to recognize and check your privilege, if you will, and then extend, you know, use that privilege to better others. It doesn't mean we have to, fr it doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, no, I'm privileged. Uh, it's good. Like, embrace that and recognize it so that you can then give out a helping hand to someone else and you can use that to better the world because... That's what we need, right? So um, I think, yeah, I've just, I've loved these businesses. It's like, the, it, again, it's speaking to like, there's all these industries and I get to learn a little about, I learned about um, like biochemistry the other day on the phone when someone was, to, you what? know, learn something new every day, but truly in this role you do because there's a lot of industries I don't know much about and I'm gaining a lot of knowledge too. So I'm into it. I appreciate that. Um, 
I'll stop there. No, I, 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 I appreciate you educating us. And it sounds like you and your passion, you should be on like on a school board or something. Uh, oh, so. yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Have you ever thought about running? Oh, funny enough, I had a first meeting last night. It was uh, Congrats. Thank you. For, for, those thank of, you. for those listening who maybe aren't in Cedar Rapids or don't know what we're talking about, uh, Caitlin Byers was recently elected to the uh, to the Cedar Rapids oh, Community oh. School Board, which we're all very excited about. Uh, congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we were able to attend a conference last week week um all school board members from across the state of Iowa so it was very large wow. uh there are many districts and so yeah I mean it's there's a lot happening in education I've got two young kids and I'm excited to be a part of it obviously another ver- another passion where mm-hmm. you know I'm in it like yes. I can speak to it it affects me you know I think it's important to to do the what we can when we are in that kind of headspace. So, um, yeah, I'm very honored. Well, Anthony and I, we've gotten to do a couple of, of episodes now with the Nubo Co-Education team talking about some of the really exciting things mm-hmm. happening with computer science in the school. Good segue, Rob. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was going to say, so make sure you check out those episodes there because there's some cool stuff there that, uh, that yeah, Caitlin, you'll, you'll probably get to weigh in on at some cool, point, cool. which is really cool. But, um, yeah, well, we're excited to see what happens, first of all, Anthony, with, uh, with, with your, with your application. Uh, Anthony, and I'm looking at Anthony. Oh, yeah, you're looking at me. <laughs> Tone, I'm very excited to see what Anthony happens. Anthony Tone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tone, I'm very excited to see what happens with your application. Yeah. Uh, and I and I and I think that what you're doing, your company's awesome. Uh, and uh, and and the Iowa Music Awards, seriously, you should check those out because it's it's uh, you're really growing it into a huge event. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of photos online yeah. from the from the one that was was it two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, at Riverside. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, the images are just amazing. Like like you can see that it really was a grand thing, and uh, very excited to see what happens with it next year. Uh, I 100% agree with Anthony that you absolutely should DJ. Yeah, any Kiva yeah. events that happen sure. so next cool. year. That's, that's awesome. That's cool At least Entrefest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get you in there for like an evening party. Do you have the date for next year for Iowa Music Award? Can we put it on the calendar yet? I would like to say October 27th, okay. but we did receive a proclamation from the mayor's office. Hey. So the official Iowa Music Awards Day is October 29th. Sweet. That falls on hold the on, Tuesday Hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. You got a whole day to your... We got a whole day. What? Yeah. That's yeah. wild. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you can do in Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a day. That's good. Uh, but you know, I guess just like for listeners, just kind of block off that week. Then it sounds yeah, like yeah. you know, October so there'll be something going on. Is our target date for next year. Awesome. And and tone. If people want to know more about uh, T One Entertainment or the Iowa Music Awards or just in general some of the yeah. things you're up to, what's the best way for them to learn about you? Yeah. Uh, right now, iowamusicawards.com. Uh, we're just updating it and getting all the winners, all their information. And we really want to use it as a networking tool. So follow us on all social media, either at T1 Entertainment or at Iowa Music Awards. Uh, Our next big event will be uh, Iowa Summer Jam. Uh, That'll be in July of next year. And uh, yeah, it's just all about networking, showcasing the talent that we have in Iowa, proving we're not a uh, a flyover state, as some people Mm. (laughs) have referred to us as, and uh, really just representing for the underrepresented artists, talented people that work their butts off and, and don't necessarily get that time to shine. That's what I'm all about is helping them and bringing everybody together. And if any of them need a Kiva loan as they're growing <laughs> their yeah, own right. version of their operation, you know, whatever that might look like for those individuals, 
that is available. So and it's also something you can promote from within. You know? Absolutely. And there's a question there, Caitlin. If somebody is listening to this and they're like, oh, I want to know more about Kiva, uh, what's the best way for them to A, learn more about Kiva, and B, contact you if they feel like it's a good fit for them? Yeah, you bet. So if you actually want to check out some of the Kiva or some of the businesses and consider supporting or lending, you can just go to kiva.org. You can actually filter in the top left hand corner to like North America. Um, so you can check out the businesses. There's anywhere from like 20 to 100 businesses usually featured at any given time. So you might be able to see a couple Iowa businesses on there. Um, and then in order to apply, if you go to our website, so nubo.co backslash Kiva, which I think will be um, noted somewhere in the notes mm-hmm. of this podcast, uh, there's an apply button there. Actually, how'd you go? How did you find it? Just keep it out of work. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, you, you can go Simple directly to Kiva. Yeah. You can go to our site, whatever makes sense. But if you go to our site, you can actually see all the businesses that we've worked with. So there might be someone you know and you could reach out to for a testimonial. I know loan programs are scary and uh, you know anything with money is like, hey. It was a uh, very easy application. Yeah, good. I felt no pressure. Um, I've filled out plenty of these before and it's like, you're going to make me fill out. 30 pages and then deny me. And <laughs> mm. it's just really simple, straight to the point. Um, even the stuff where I normally would have gave a long winded answer says only two to three sentences. Yeah. So yeah. it was awesome. really Fantastic great. Money. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, to hear it. Well, huge thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Van Meter, uh, for making this podcast possible. And uh, huge thanks to our media sponsor, Upload Media Group. And if you would like to learn more about... Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Nubo and what we do, you can go to nubo.co and you can learn about our education programs, our uh, our Kiva program. Uh, there's there's a lot of really cool things to fall under the Nubo umbrella, and uh, and so, and you know, Anthony, I think this was. Uh, I, I always enjoy I always enjoy the conversations we have because you just never know where they're going to go. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. I mean, Starting with weather, ending with uh, you know <laughs> summer cool jam story. I got nothing. <laughs> <No. home. Yeah. laughs> yeah, Actually, no, brought it full circle. To, summer, yeah. summer yeah. jam, there weather. We go. All right, we had the opportunity <laughs> to sit with uh, two amazing guests. I mean, I would definitely say legendary guests uh, <laughs> with uh, with Tone and T One Entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to the event and yeah. see some of those uh, artists there and that is something special that you put on for Iowa but also for yourself as well Caitlin uh, for taking on the task of helping out these underrepresented entrepreneurs like I said of the whole state of Iowa mm-hmm. uh, and we plan on expanding and also Illinois as well and so we, I appreciate both of y'all being able to be on this podcast today. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah. So, well thanks for, thanks for listening and uh, just keep innovating Iowa. Mm-hmm.